0: People who love to fish have dreams of fish falling from the sky. They love the boat and the water and the process. I get that. But to have a day where it literally rains fish is what they all dream of. What if that dream came true? Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, Alexa, iHeart and more. Just search This Day in Weather History or ask your hands-free HomePods to play Weather History. This way you never miss a tall tale that actually came to life when thousands of fish fell from the sky in an area 1,000 feet long by 80 feet wide in Marksville, Louisiana. Now there has to be a reasonable explanation for this. No, it wasn't aliens. Look, I'm being serious here. On this day in weather history, Today, it's a story where the sky unloaded fish all over Marksville, Louisiana. Look, I know that Louisiana is renowned for its fish and seafood, but this is not how they come about collecting it for cooking and commerce. They still do it the old-fashioned way, you know, with these megaton riggers and the fishing nets and the trawlers and the sweeping and the collecting and then the flash freezing. But in 1947, it did not happen that way. Fish fell out of a clear sky with various species ranging from 2 to 9 inches in length. Would you believe me if I told you that this is not as rare an occasion as you would understandably think? With that in mind, just how does this bizarre meteorological phenomenon actually happen? There are a number of theories, from tornadoes to water spouts to other events of sudden powerful updraft due to a passing storm. In our story, at the time that it was pouring down Pescado, State wildlife biologist A.D. Bashkov wrote, and I quote, There were spots on Main Street, in the vicinity of the bank, averaging one fish per square yard. Automobiles and trucks were running over them. Fish also fell on the roofs of houses. I personally collected from Main Street and several yards on Monroe Street a large jar of perfect specimens and preserved them in formalin in order to distribute them among various museums. There you go. How about that? That was A.D. Batchkov who was there and reported that from the scene. So having read that, I looked at an issue of Modern Farmer for more. A variety of hypotheses were tested and they too pointed to waterspouts spouts. They're a vortex that forms over a body of water and sucks the water and everything else near it up with it. There have been incidents around the world featuring stray fish or frogs getting caught up in this updraft and taken for the ride of their lives. But is that what happened here? In 1961, a Ms. Lola T. Dees of the U.S. Department of the Interior wrote a report on, believe it or not, several different fish rains. Interesting to note is that in that report, she zeroed in on our October 23, 1947 event because of how different it was. She said, and I quote, Fish rains have nearly always been described as being accompanied by violent thunderstorms and heavy rains. This, however, was not the case in Marksville. All right, still confused, what was happening? Research has shown how the weather on the day of the incident was foggy and calm, with winds not exceeding 8 miles per hour or 12 kilometers per hour. And on this day, there was no tornado, and not even an area of any updraft near Marksville. That was the day before, when there had indeed been numerous smaller tornadoes, but again, the day before. So just how? Ms. Dees referenced a study published by a Mr. Raphael Anglini, who, in 1771, stated that extraordinary events like fish rain are the result of the action caused by powerful updraft wind. All right, we're getting closer. She stated, finally, in her conclusion, Powerful, rising spirals of air form occasionally. We know that. If they occur over land, they are tornadoes. And if they occur over water, they are water spouts. Again, stuff we already knew. These whirlwinds can pick up objects, whirl them to a considerable height, often up into the thunderstorm cloud themselves, and transport them some distance from the locality at which they were picked up. The objects then fall when the spirals disperse and usually scatter over a wide area. End quote. And that's exactly what happened when this system finally lost its grip and dispersed thousands of fish all over Marksville, Louisiana, just in time for Creole or gumbo or jambalaya or any number of blackened Cajun recipes. It happened on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October 24th, and we are back with another installment of World Series Weather. October is the month of baseball's fall classic. It's when heroes are made, legends are built, champions are crowned, and the weather at this time of the year can be the greatest foe either team faces. So far this month, we have covered the coldest World Series game that even included snow. We have had what was dubbed the weirdest, wettest, and wildest World Series game. We had the rained out game one of a World Series, and we had the earthquake World Series. So, what's left? Aha! Tomorrow, the hottest temperature for the World Series. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.